Hey folks, we just finished up with our man Brandon Williams, and we're going to go right back out to the Mobile One Hotline, and we're going to bring in our man Tony Lombardi from RussellStreetReport.com, and his segment is brought, brought to you by Rain-X Wiper Blades. They outperform the competition, and trust me, you have needed, if you haven't gotten them yet, you need to go get those Rain-X Wiper Blades, right Tony? You do, because the Ravens picked them up last week, and look what happened. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they can see clearly. They can see clearly now, right? Absolutely. Hey, Just man. like we predicted. Yes, sir. Yeah. I know. I Well, Tony, I had the exact score, buddy. I think I had 24-23. You had 24-23. Coach Buzz, we got to talk offline, okay? Okay. <laughs> so, Tony, you're going to go to, you, you, you and the wife are going to go out to Cincinnati this week for a long weekend? Sorry, I had to do it. Boy, there that one is that would have to be death far down the list of want to do's. Yes. <laughs> I figured that. You didn't want to have a weekend of skyline chili and yeah, right. chicken dance. I might put it above Cleveland though. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, I well, you know, Cleveland does have the, the flats and, and that's pretty uh, cool. rock and roll hall of fame. Yeah. And rock and roll hall of fame. So they got that going for them. Well, that's and you can only eat so much chili, right? And yeah, and Cincinnati has gone for it there across the river from Kentucky. Yes. <laughs> That's it. Actually, you land in Kentucky. <laughs> so what did you think of Ryan Mallon? Yeah. I thought he was a player of the game. He, 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 yes, he was. Been. You ought to be you AFC know, player of the week. It was, I mean, we have to really consider what he accomplished in, in that in 12 days, he was able, and Mark Tressman deserves a lot of credit for this too, developing a yeah. game plan that really worked for him and didn't overburden uh, Ryan Mallett because he didn't look like he was a guy out there who was unfamiliar. I, I mean, he looked like he had been in training camp based upon the way his body language suggested he was comfortable. He checked out of plays. He was moving receivers around. You know, sometimes I think there was one time where he had tight end flanked out, and he called up to a different play and moved the receivers around. I, I just thought he looked really comfortable, and you know, he it, it reminded me guys of like a 2000 Ravens team when, at least offensively, when they would run the football, win the battle of time of possession, flip the field in their favor because with you know between Justin Tucker and Sam Cook, they started their drives on their own 33 on average, whereas the Steelers started on their own 19 on average. So they won that battle and they won the most important battle that is the battle of turnovers. And they could have won the battle of turnovers dramatically more if Jimmy Smith doesn't drop the one mm-hmm. and the other one was called back. And I think there was another one or two where it looked like uh, was it um, Arrington? Was somebody, if they just turned around, they they Intercept and probably go the go the distance with it, but I, 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 Mallet didn't even throw one that was even a chance of being picked off. Yeah, he looked good. And if talking about Jimmy Smith though, real quickly, I think that I hope that he got a jugs gun for Christmas. <laughs> he needs one. Yeah. That guy has his hands on too many interceptions that he doesn't make. Yeah. yeah, he could have had a he could have had multiple interceptions yesterday, and we've seen it during the season. Now, here, here's a question: Does do you, do the wide receivers and the cornerbacks and safeties wear the same gloves? 
same style, same sticky gloves, or do do corners and safeties wear a different, less sticky glove? I would think that they would wear the same thing because, you know, the sticky gloves might help with tackling as well. Yeah, I just didn't know if there was some, a reason maybe that they Well, there's a reason that they, that they are defensive backs and not. I know, but these gloves, are, we were talking like last week. These now gloves ring are that so for that one. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a reason, and you saw it. But th- these gloves are so sticky that... Well, you know, one of the other games yesterday, the officials were saying, and the announcers were saying, uh, that the gloves are custom-made for these players, for the offense, the D-backs versus the wide receivers, that they are different, but they're cust- they're made to their specifications. Well, well I know the, to some degree Jimmy they needs are. Velcro on his. Well, I need to some, to some degree they are because... The player also has a choice of brands. The player can select yeah, Under Armour, Nike, Reebok, you know, whatever. So that they can, you know, like I, I know defensive lineman gloves are not sticky like no. the other players' gloves. So um, I don't know. Just I think, yeah, Jimmy might want to switch to wide receiver gloves or put more of that sticky stuff in there. So what? Go ahead, Miles. Go so, what do you think of um, Buck Allen's bounce back game? Well, he did a nice job uh, running the football. I think that the the game plan for Treston was conservative. It was efficient, and it was in some ways predictable, particularly like on first down. But at the same time, with that predictability. You have to give credit to Buck Allen to meander his way through the line of scrimmage. And I think he averaged like 4.4, 4.5 yards per carry for a team that probably was selling out to stop the run. So they, they probably, I'm sure the Steelers went into that game saying, let's let Ryan Ballard beat us and, and not the running game. So so I, I think he did a nice job. It was a bounce back game for him because he got benched the week before. But I think he's a really versatile back. I don't think he's ever going to be a superstar, but I think he's going to be a very serviceable back who can um, give you 100 yards from scrimmage regularly. And really, in today's NFL, that's all you need. Yeah, Buck Allen Allen was 18 for 79 yards, and Terrence West was 13 for 42. Okay, let's let's take a look at the – it's probably his most impressive run, I think, of the day was a short four-yard run for a touchdown. But the reason is is that he – he took a play that was kind of busted initially, but made a quick decision with his feet and, and made the play happen. That's something we haven't seen from a, a Raven. I haven't seen react that way from a Ravens running back in a while. Yeah, you know, he's shown that in going back to the, of the OTAs and, spring, and uh, training camp. But it really hasn't shown up a lot on the field. At times, I, I think you've seen it. But... I, this is a guy who is going to benefit from increased playing time, and, and that's why I wasn't a big uh, ch- uh, champion of Harbaugh's idea to bench him just because of his fumble. You know, I, I don't, I don't know that what that really accomplishes. It really just took away a half game of experience that he could have had. But that said, I, I think he's a guy who they can depend on. And if Talia Ferry could ever stay healthy, and if West continues to be, you know, I don't think he's going to be great, but he. he can be productive in a relief role. Uh, I don't know that Justin Forsett is going to be necessary next year. Yeah, I mean, and I, I, these are the type of changes that 
occur every every year as players emerge and contracts and things like that. What is an illegal snap that was called yesterday on the Ravens? I think an illegal snap, they didn't show a replay, that at least not one that I saw, but because uh, I did bounce sometimes over because I was, I was watching it on TV. I, I may have bounced over to the NFL red zone, but I don't think, I, what I think a illegal snap is if the center moves the ball prior to him actually snapping it. Well, they, they, let, him, they let him move it once to, to kind of get in position, but he can't roll it a second time. And, and I've seen that called. You know, I mean, I've seen a call, but it's just, I don't know, I didn't know what it was. And it seems to be one of those rare calls that always shows up in a Ravens <laughs> game. Like we were talking before, and statistically, the Ravens had 12 penalties for 121 yards yesterday, and Pittsburgh had three for 25. And then if you tack the 101 on top of the 121, Ravens had a lot of penalty yardage, penalty yardage yesterday to overcome and still look so convincing in the victory. Yeah, that's a great point because it it shows how well they played in all the other facets of the game to be able to overcome that. I'm just going to focus on the 121 yards, but the, to, yeah. to overcome 121 yards of penalties, and I believe, would you say the Steelers had like 30-something? 25. Three for 25. Okay, so almost a 100-yard difference there. That's that's almost the whole field. So that's against a good team, that's hard to overcome. And actually, I, I would say you'd be hard-pressed to find teams that can overcome that dis- that much disparity in the in, in penalty yards. And, and when you look at that one run from D'Angelo Williams, I know that we can micromanage everything. And I'll just point out to these two officiating calls, uh, D'Angelo Williams, his second run that made it 20-17, to 17, there was a hole on the edge there that they didn't call. It was right in front of them, and they didn't make that call. And, and then for Chris Givens to be called down. That was terrible. When, yeah. when, the, when the side judge, the closest official to the play is looking right at it and when Givens got up to run when I saw that the side judge was was trailing him I said he this is live this is yeah. a good play and and so he runs down the field gets tackled what 35 more yards down yeah. the field and all of a sudden Tomlin challenges it just to get the, the officials attention and somewhere along the line they decided that he was down on contact when the guy who was closest to making the call was chasing Givens down the field. 